All right, kids, I want you to keep helping me, but this time I want you to help me from your seat, okay? So throughout the whole month of December, what we've been doing is walking through a familiar Christmas song, and I've got some of the lyrics printed out on these posters. I want to make sure that we've got them in order, all right? This says, let every heart prepare him room. This one says, uh, the Lord has come. This one says, let earth receive her king. And this one says, joy to the world, okay? So... Let's make sure we've got the right order. Tell me which one goes first. Joy to the world or let earth receive her king? Okay, so joy to the world. This is number one, right? Joy to the world. What's next? Joy to the world. Let earth receive her king or the Lord has come? The Lord has come. Does anybody think it's this one? You're wrong. It's this one. All right, so joy to the world. The Lord has come. All right, let's separate the last two. Uh, let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Which one's next? Let earth receive her king. Are you sure? All right, let earth receive her king. And so that must mean that the last one is this. Let every heart prepare him room. Is that right? Okay, that's actually the one that we are talking about this morning. Let every heart prepare him room. Guys, when I think about being prepared, it makes me think about my childhood, actually. It makes me think about when I was a kid. I grew up in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. And if you know much about Boy Scouts, you probably know that the Scout motto is this. Be prepared. Any Boy Scouts in the room? Yeah, I'm actually an Eagle Scout. And so 30 years later, man, that, that phrase is still with me, the idea of being prepared. And I was taught from my childhood that it was really important to be prepared. Prepared. Now, what you may not know about me is I'm not the most details-oriented person on the planet, okay? Uh, in spite of that, though, I do still love planning and preparation. I don't love all planning and preparation, but there's some things I really, really love to plan. Some things I love to plan are travel. I love to go and to do and to travel and to see new places, and I love organizing the details of travel. When it comes to my family going on a trip, I do all the booking, all the scheduling, all the preparations, all the planning, all the deciding of when we go where and how we do what and where we stay and what we'll drive because I love to go and to travel and I love to prepare for that. I also love to prepare and plan for parties because I love parties. And so I do a lot of planning, I do a lot of creating, I do a lot of executing when it comes to our family parties, especially my girls' birthday parties. Surprisingly, I'm the number one party planner. I do all the parties, all the planning, I even bake and decorate the cake most of the time because I love planning for parties. I also love preparing for Christmas. Now, we are big Christmas decorators at our house. I mean, pictures come off the wall, things come off the shelves, Everything gets changed and transitioned and switched around. We do this on the inside, and we also do it on the outside. I love getting it all out. I hate putting it all up. It makes me sad and mad and angry, and I don't like getting up and down out of the attic, but I love preparing for Christmas. Now, in spite of the fact that I love doing all the decorations and the party planning and all the travel decorations and all that, all of those different kinds of things, when it comes to planning and preparing for the gifts, I don't do any of that. My wife, Ashley, she does all of the ordering, the buying, the wrapping, all the things because I don't like that part. But the reality is preparation can be fun, right? It can be fun to prepare things. But the reality is that being prepared isn't always fun. There's plenty of things that we don't like to prepare for. But just like I learned as a kid, being prepared is necessary. 
It's important. But the truth is, the need to be prepared can sometimes really catch us off guard and surprise us. And I don't know if you heard this in the Christmas story just a few moments ago, but the world wasn't prepared for Jesus in so many ways. Let's go back to the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bible, you can open there with me to Luke chapter 2. If you don't have it, we'll put the words on the screen. Verse 6 says this, While they were there, speaking of Mary and Joseph, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now, there's other translations of the English Bible that say this. There was no room for them in the inn. So whether you call it a guest room, a hotel room, or room in the inn, the idea is this, that Bethlehem wasn't ready for the birth of Jesus. And so Jesus was born in a barn. And it wasn't just Bethlehem that wasn't prepared right? It was the whole world that wasn't prepared for God sending his son in this way. I want you to listen to this. This is basically what it says. The world wasn't ready. John chapter one, verse nine, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Think about that. Jesus made their eyes, and yet they didn't see his glory. Jesus created their ears, but they failed to listen to his truths. Jesus made their heads, but they stubbornly, rebelliously refused to bow their heads before him. The truth is many did receive him. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here today. But many, many more chose to reject him. So here's the deal for us. If you're here and you're a Christ follower, you're a disciple of Jesus, we're the ones who do recognize him, right? We're the ones who know who he is, know what he did, know why he's worthy. And yet, sometimes we still get caught off guard and found unprepared, unready to receive what he has for us today. The truth is, guys, there's so many things that can keep us from preparing room in our hearts for him. There's so many things that compete with our minds and our hearts for attention and affection. There's so many things that become distractions, both simple, small, everyday distractions, and also the really deep hurts of life. All of these things pull us away from preparation. Let me give you some example of these kinds of things. Busyness, bitterness, Anger, disappointment, pain, sorrow, grief, unbelief, doubt, selfishness, self-centeredness. And that's just to name a few of the big kinds of distractions. The reality is this time of year, and even Christmas preparations can keep us from being prepared for Christ. All the things all the gifts and gatherings, to-do lists, and all the crazy that come with the season can do this very thing of keeping us at Christmas from being prepared for Christ. You guys get what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. So I want to shift gears just a little bit, and I want to ask you a question. I want you to think on this. What does a prepared heart look like? What does it look like to have a heart that's prepared him room? What does a prepared heart actually even have room for? 
What is the space we're clearing out in our hearts to make room for the things of God? What does it look like and what's it for? It looks like this. It looks like space to see with the eyes that he gave us his glory, believing that he is good and glorious. It looks like this. It, it looks like having ears that he made that are prepared to listen for his truth, believing that he is good and trustworthy and true. It looks like this. It looks like having a head and a brain and a heart that he gave us that's so humbly, eagerly ready to bow our head before him, believing that he is good and he is worthy. It looks like this. It looks like we come prepared and we come ready to receive. We come prepared, ready to receive, knowing that we are needy and dependent and that he is loving and gracious and merciful and good. And it looks like this. It looks like we know so much about this grace. We love this grace and mercy so much. It looks like this, that we are so ready and prepared to celebrate. We celebrate Christ and we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate the gospel. We celebrate the nativity, the incarnation. We celebrate all that Jesus' birth inaugurates in our lives because it is the beginning of so much good news. Yes, guys, it's Christmas Eve today. But that doesn't mean that it's too late for us to prepare our hearts and our heads and to make more room for him this Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas Eve, but that's really the purpose of this morning, to make sure we're prepared. So I want to show you this morning what a prepared heart sounds like. This is what it is. Psalm 100 out of the Old Testament of the Bible is a description of a heart that looks for his glory, listens for his truth, and humbly bows its head before his worthiness. Psalm 100 says this, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Do you see the preparation in those words? I want you to be prepared too this morning. We're gonna do something a little bit different. If it's uncomfortable, I apologize, but it's okay. I want you to stand up, everyone. This is an all play. And together, I want to read out loud the words of Psalm 100 as an act of worship and as a moment of preparation, preparing our hearts to receive Christ. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's pray and prepare our hearts as David and Emma come to lead us in praise. 
Father, we thank you for Christ, for Christmas, for this gathering, for the opportunity to celebrate Jesus. God, we pray that in this moment you would prepare our hearts around these words. God, you are worthy of all praise. And together, hearts filled with gladness and gratitude, we praise your holy name. The name of Christ our King. Amen.